Hello, and welcome to We're Podding This Together. You know, the podcast where we guide you through, chronologically, all those Disney Channel original movies that you loved or love to hate. Uh, I'm Josh, and I have... I'm Lori. I'm Sammy. And today, we're taking a look at the Halloween classic, Halloween Town. So, Halloween Town, because it's Halloween in May. Yeah, a little odd watching it at random times throughout the year, but, you know, I feel like it was a little works. bit less magical watching it, not when I was getting hyped for Halloween. Um, I'm constantly hyped yeah. for Halloween, and I'm constantly watching Halloween movies throughout the year, so this is not abnormal for me. I watch horror movies all year, but for like strictly like Hocus Pocus or Nightmare Before Christmas or this movie, it's strictly October. So we've all seen this before. Yes. Many times. I think four that we've saw done. it later in my life. Maybe when I was like 15. I didn't see it until I think it was three years ago that you and I watched it. So. Wow. You haven't seen it since then? I mean. I hadn't seen it before then. I've seen it since then. Wow. And it was weird for me because the girl who plays Marnie, the main character, is also in the Stephen King miniseries called Rose Red, where she plays this, like, think Matilda, but with Burner. And so yeah, I, I saw that. that first, and then seeing her in this, I was just really creeped out by her, like, the first time I watched it. She does a lot of Disney stuff. We're going to have another decom with her in it. Yeah, she's in Quince. What really threw me off was that this came out in 1998. Whereas the first Harry Potter movie came out in 2001. So I always thought that this movie was made like after the fact. After those movies had already been successful. And I thought that this movie was borrowing from those. But really it came first. This movie started and the oldest daughter or the oldest kid was begging her mom to go trick or treating. And her younger sister sitting in the window watching all of the other kids doing their trick-or-treat Halloween thing. Yeah, I can relate. Were you not allowed to go trick-or-treating? I was not allowed to go trick-or-treating. You just gotta look at the costumes. Did you guys have candy to give out to other kids? Or That'd be pure torture. Yeah, yeah, we had candy. We weren't that house. Well, but... It sucks more for you guys that your parents are like, hey, everybody else, here's candy. We're rewarding yeah, you for doing... Yeah, but you guys get to stay at home. So right from the beginning, the character that played Marnie, it seemed like she was very aware that she was in a children's movie. I didn't look up how old she actually was, but she seemed to be talking kind of like the kids on Barney used to talk. <laughs> I don't know if you... Mom! Yeah, it almost seemed like she was used to... Maybe she did stage acting before this and was talking to an entire auditorium versus her mom or people on a set. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. I don't think I realized that as much last time I watched this. I What I realized was how small she was. I rem remembered these movies where she was kind of like the older... In Halloween Town 2 and 3, where she's kind of an older... I don't know, young adult versus this one where she's just a little kid. Um, so they didn't get to go trick-or-treating and instead they have to stay home. She can't even go to the party, but her grandma comes over. I love the bus that came out of the sky. It reminded me a lot of the night bus in Harry Potter. Yeah. I, like there were people still walking on the street and it just like flew over them. 
Nobody noticed. So it has to Nobody have some noticed, sort of invisibility whatever. or something. Yeah. I thought the grandma's suitcase was it was really cheesy, but kind of funny. It was it. so cheesy, but it was so cute. <laughs> I kept hoping a little animal would pop out, and you find out that she had a pet the whole time that was running along with it. <gasps> no grandma brought so. a bunch of candy. <laughs> yes, Grandma! And she pulls it out of her Mary Poppins bag. I thought, uh, so the brother, Dylan was just talking about how terrible candy is for you and is bad for your teeth and blah, blah, blah. And then Grandma brings candy, and he's just, like, diving in. That little hypocrite. Grandma even said, put on our bikinis and go swimming in candy, which I think is the best line of the whole movie. Oh, my gosh. Grandma's tucking everybody into bed, and she, like, whips out this book called Halloween Town, despite the fact that their mom is like please stop talking about halloween and halloween town in particular and marnie was super into it which i thought was kind of weird for a 13 year old to be that into a little picture book but one of the photos looked like her i don't think it did though i feel like they really didn't try aside from giving the like girl in the book (laughs) and they made such a pretty much the mom figures out that grandma was telling all these stories about halloween town to these impressionable children and the mom freaks out and this kind of like shows us that there's been tension between them for quite a while it's been like years since grandma came by there's this huge divide between them and the mom really did not want the kids to know or even visit this place or even know that they had magical abilities you're, it kind of looks like this is a continuing problem with grandma and mom just keeps letting grandma go off with the kids on their own. And this is the start of the whole the mom alluding to that there was something really bad that happened that led her to leave Halloween Town. And it's the start of us not knowing what that is ever. Yeah. Yeah. We never learned what that is. And it wasn't, like, religion-based. She had grown up in Halloween Town. The only thing we know is that their dad is no longer with them. And that so... he was human. It's just such a big mystery to leave unsolved. Why draw attention to it at all? Yeah. And they made most of the focus of the beginning of the movie on that fact. So it wasn't just a passing mention of something either. Either way, the kids take upon themselves to... Leave and go with Grandma. Wait, and we have discover. to mention the chicken. Oh God! <laughs> what about the chicken? Grandma and Mom are downstairs arguing after all the kids are in bed. As in every movie, there's a child standing in the doorway, and it's Marnie. And Marnie overhears this whole deal about uh, Marnie's a witch. And instead of being shocked, Marnie's yeah, okay, that seems right. And then sees Grandma turn the chicken legs into a complete chicken. <laughs> Tasty. So now there's a living chicken in her cupboard that she's going to have to either provide a home for or slaughter. She turns it back. No, she doesn't. There's a part she where... She does. No, no the grandma... It's in the cupboard and you can hear it. What? Yeah. I didn't catch yeah, that. Yeah, the grandma... Well, she, she turns it into a chicken, then she turns it back. And then once they get into a little fight, she, grandma huffs off and then turns it back into a chicken before oh she Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it clucking from the cupboard before the scene ends. And mom just kind of looks at it like... Well, I guess the mom is also a witch, though, so she doesn't. She could just turn it yes. back, back well. into dinner. Mystery solved. 
at that point, the kids, it starts out with just Marnie, but Dylan ends up joining her, and they sneak onto the bus and end up going with Grandma to Halloween Town. Yes, Halloween Town. I was really impressed with the, the prosthetics on everybody's faces. Um... I don't know if I was. <laughs> I was like, this is Halloween Town. It's people walking around with giant masks on their heads. Cool. Especially the pumpkin people where it's just like a normal neck and then like a pumpkin on their head. Like, cool. Yeah. I thought artistically they were well done, but uh, yeah, as no, like, it was cool. uh, as it like was a cool. realism thing, not so much. It definitely... As in the real the real Halloween town creatures that you've seen in your daily life to compare these fantastic Halloween town creatures to? Yes. Of course. They've finally made it to Halloween town. They don't seem that shocked that this is all real. That's the whole time. They they just immediately accept it. Even Dylan, who oh, this is all this is very improbable. But aside from that, you're just okay. Yeah, sure. New reality. Yeah, sure. And the thing, okay, I knew who the bad guy was to begin with, because never trust someone who pulls a lollipop out of their ear. Okay, children, children, take note. But they kind of make their way to their grandma's house, you know, in a taxi driven by a skeleton i love that skeleton who, who says that we have some unsavory characters here like this kid luke <laughs> you're like really this like 14 year old is the unsavory character in town also okay. super convenient really that place. they were driving right past luke when he's like we have some unsavory characters there's one right there <laughs> <laughs> there's one <laughs> I liked how they were moving the animatronics on the skeleton's face just haphazardly. There was really, he was done talking, and as they were panning <laughs> away or whatever, his eyebrows were still moving a bunch. I couldn't tell if it was them trying to show off. Like, I bet whoever made the robotics for that were really proud of it, and then it was in the movie for 20 seconds, so they were trying to get their money's worth out of... <laughs> Dylan really hit it on the head when he said he's seen better animatronics at Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. They get to Grandma's house, the door is locked, and they're all like, let's just try, or Barney, I almost said Barney, dear lord. (laughs) They get to Grandma's house, and the gate is locked, and Marnie's just like, let's try a spell, as if she knows anything about how to do a spell. I've literally never done any magic spells before, but why not now? You know, to break into our grandma's house instead of, like, trying to get her attention. I was anticipating Marnie didn't have any powers and was a squib if it were the Potterverse. Because they showed pretty early on the youngest sister willing cookies to herself. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. throughout the movie, Marnie really, really wanted to do magic and kept being unable to. But it came so naturally to Sophie. Yeah, she didn't even have to try they get inside the house, and Grandma's not very surprised that they're there. Yeah, you know, if the kids had snuck onto a bus right behind me and sat there with me and then, just, like, broke into my house, I would kind of be a little, you know, I'd be like, really? You could have just asked me to come. She probably would have taken them with her. I feel like she may have known that the kids got on the bus with her and kind of tipped off the bus driver. There were like 12 seats on that bus. She 
if she had just glanced behind her for a second, I'm sure she would have recognized her grandchildren. She gave herself plausible deniability yeah. by not acknowledging them. Yeah. Sure. And she kind of reveals what she's working on to try to save this town, which is the talisman. The flashlight with the bouncy ball. The flashlight with a ball on top of it, yes. Great props. They just wanted to make it easy for cosplayers. I'm sure that's exactly what they had in mind. They were like, people are going to want to cosplay this movie. Let's make it easy. (laughs) (laughs) They need to make a potion to be able to activate the talisman. And so they, with Grandma, go out to the town to go shopping. At this point is where we see what this universe's version of flying broomsticks are. Oh gosh, they are actually just brooms with some spray paint and a few acrylic pieces like glued on. I swear, I was just going to say, I swear they went to an elementary school to make the props and the costumes. They just like barged into an art room and was like, hey kids, we're making a movie. Make the props. It's kind of endearing. (laughs) I mean, it's cute. Well, they didn't even use uh, like straw brooms either. They were the plastic Dollar Tree type of plastic kids brooms and marnie begs to get one and so grandma buys her one and the broom dealer is a zombie oh God, elvis character i think they blew their budget on the next part where you get to see marnie and grandma flying on a broom which i thought looked really cool that was pretty well done grandma we get to see the the mare again and instead of pulling oh, a lollipop gross. out of his ear he goes them ice cream this time oh so just like a typical stranger with candy thing every time with this dude. <laughs> and he kind of tells grandma like, hey, stop looking into this. Like the entire city's dying, but it's fine. I got it. Give me two days. He he just, he's so shady the whole time. It's Im- even not knowing that he were the bad guy and not knowing the name of the sequel. It's pretty obvious straight away that he's clearly super, super evil. So Marnie gets to ride on the broom, and magic is really easy. You just have to want something, and then let yourself have it. Uh, it sounds like something that like very old hippie woman would be saying. And that's just... It didn't feel very magical. It just makes it even more depressing that Marnie's so bad at it, because she clearly wants it more than anybody. Yeah. We get to meet Luke, well... and he immediately tries to hit on Marnie really awkwardly and horribly in front of her grandma. In front of her grandma. That's not a... Don't do that. It's happened to me before. Oh. Did it work? No. (laughs) I think my grandma wished it did. (laughs) (laughs) So the mom makes it into Halloween Town. And it was super inconsistent because grandma made a big deal about how she could only only cross between realms on halloween and halloween's over at this point yeah mom just decides she's in halloween town now well i guess in her time it was still like that night maybe she did say time passes differently there so it's true and she was eating candy and watching tv um i relate more with the mother uh in this movie just if anyone wonders (laughs) The mom finds her and she gets really pissed. She's like, at first she thinks her grandma, you know, took them to Halloween Town, but they kind of traveled there themselves. And this is where she kind of gets even further into that mystery of what actually happened because she tells Marnie, like, you know, there's more to this than you know. And 
you know, this is dangerous and we're, this isn't your world and everything like that. I really want to know what happened. What happened to you that you can't love magic anymore? She had a line. She looked at Marnie, who was holding her broom, and said, you're grounded. And I thought that was pretty funny. Nice little. There was a few of them where there were just little subtle puns that I really enjoyed. And nobody did a whole, like, look at the camera and laugh sort of situation. It was very easy to miss. I caught them. (laughs) They wanted to get back on a bus to go back home before maybe the connection closes or something. But it ends up being closed anyway, so they are busy because the two-headed guy is arguing with himself. They go talk to the mayor, and we know who the mayor is, and we know he had some creepy past with their mom. I thought for, like, a second that the mayor was their father. I did too! Well, all this is happening, and she's visiting with the creepy mayor. Um, Luke, our little friend Luke... Goes up to grandma. She gets her to come along to meet him. The one who's been doing everything. Yeah, well, and then everybody ends up following grandma into the theater. And this is where somehow Calabar teleported immediately. Yeah. To meet grandma. Anytime anyone goes into the theater, he's there. I feel like somebody... Well, I guess everybody who did investigate it ended up getting frozen. But... Oh, true. I, I'm just concerned that more people didn't realize that that's, like, the hub of the activity. This evil portal yeah. to something. Well, the grandma, when they passed the theater originally, it was saying that they had It's a Good Death or some other play on a actual yeah. movie title. <laughs> and had mentioned that they get all the great movies in there, but the signs on the outside said closed forever. Ah. <laughs> uh. So. Yeah, is this, like, not raising any flags for anybody in that town especially the woman who's searching everywhere to figure out what's going on nobody's like don't go to the theater people don't come back (laughs) i don't know it seems like the only people who notice something going on in this town is the grandma yeah everybody else seems pretty oblivious i guess it could be calabar's uh influence on everybody it's like a mind-controlled spell thing going on. <laughs> um, so they have this pretty awesome fight, and the mom steps up, and she turns Luke into a pile of flowers or something. Well, and her whole spell made it sound like she was going to try to kill him. And then yeah. he just grew flowers, and she just gave up on it. Like, okay, that's good enough. Okay. But whatever. It was pretty, pretty cool. Her and Grandma fighting the bad guy, but they eventually get frozen. Marnie and the kids all decide that now it's upon them to make the special ingredients potion to activate the talisman. And there was a line Marnie said that she copied out the recipe from Grandma's house. And I wish they had used any other wording because when did she get to do that? And all she would have needed to say was, hey, I got this recipe off of Grandma. And that yeah. She was me. that prepared, but she couldn't remember the spell to activate it yeah. later on. Like, okay. But basically, to make this uh, spell, or to make this brew, they go around the entire city looking for all these different ingredients. So they end up having to cut off the hair of a werewolf, get ghost sweat, and get a vampire fang. And they do it very literally. Yes. And I'm wondering where Grandma was planning on getting all of this stuff when she was going shopping. 
there's probably a store that just has this, and the kids had no idea about it, so they went about it the hard way. Yeah. But they knew where the steam room was, even though they didn't know where the yeah potion supply shop was. I thought it was it was super convenient that there was just a vampire just happened to have a fang that needed to be pulled on the day that they're trying to get a vampire's fang. And they, like, walk into a dentist's office, and they're like, oh, there it is, and walk out. Like, the dentist isn't, like, why are these children walking off with a thing? <laughs> she had a full dental assistant costume on, too. Yeah, like, she was pretending to be an assistant to get this, too. I feel like there is a deleted scene in there somewhere. Maybe. Get the super cut. I feel like these were the scenes that, like, they used to advertise everywhere. Because I remember these so vividly, like, the steam room and the dentist and the hairdresser guy. Because they're so funny and they're so out- outlandish. I thought that was cute. I-, I I think this was my favorite part of the movie overall, though. It was really well done, I think. And the ghost was very convincingly a ghost. Which, again, I think they really went above and beyond with their special effects. Mm-hmm. But they manage to get all these ingredients together, and they go back to Grandma's house, and they put this spell together, and they can't remember the words to the spell. Then you have Sophie, who made up a song. Makes up a song to some random random Welsh, uh, a Latin, uh, whatever, incantation, and she's like, Sorry, 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 sorry. I can, like, follow along with what they were saying. I can't remember. Did they actually dip the talisman into the potion, or did they actually show them completely finishing the potion, or was it just, we got the ingredients? Yeah, they show them. Okay. Yeah, they pour the potion into the flashlight, and then screw the flashlight together, and then <laughs> say the spell. Oh, we missed the part <sighs> before all of that. Um, they're trying to go back to Grandma's house with all their ingredients, and the taxi cab pulls back up. And oh, yeah. Spooks McGee, the skeleton driver, is really aggressively trying to get them into the car. And they almost cave. But I think it was Sophie who pointed out that he was he got the bat in him. Yeah. Except he grabs Dylan pretty tightly. I thought the uh, the shape of his eye sockets was very intimidating, and the children should have noticed. Hey, your eye sockets are intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he didn't keep it together long to, like, get them into the car. Could have just, like, tried a little <laughs> bit harder to He could have pulled a lollipop out of his ear. Yeah. Yeah, that would have done it. But instead he, like, starts yelling at them. <laughs> that was pretty a pretty creepy scene, honestly. I think that was the But creepiest. it's okay. They get the dog to go after him. Which, okay, so everybody in this entire world is a spooky, creepy monster thing, except this dog that's completely normal and just very conveniently tied to this fence. Like, there's so many ways they could have gotten out of this situation. Why did there need to be that dog? I don't know. And the fact is that they just let somebody's dog loose now. Or maybe the dog was supposed to be monster dinner later, and they saved it. Who knows where that dog came from? All we know is he can chase... A pile of bones on command. <laughs> so then they put the potion together and... They put the potion together and they go back to the theater to try to figure out if they can just bring grandma and their mom back. But they can't. 
They just kind of wiggle it in front of them for a few seconds. Yeah. They're like, what are you going to do? This is where we see creepy old Calabar on top of, like, the town square or whatever. All, like, got wind fans all up in there. Blowing, blowing all of his stuff around. He's actually really creepy looking. He's super creepy looking. Super creepy. He's kind of like... Oh. What guy is that from Batman? Who Scarecrow? puts the, like... The scarecrow, yeah. He kind of has, like, scarecrow yeah. thing with a a rope around his neck. Thing is the mayor all along. Who knew? Shocking! <gasps> oh, Grandma didn't know, that's for sure. Basically, he wants to take back the mortal world. They kind of explained it earlier on how the humans and the monsters kind of didn't get along, so they had to separate and go to Halloween Town. So I guess he wants to take over the entire world. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what comes with that, but... I really wasn't sure about the motivation here. It seems to be a recurring theme with DCOMs. <laughs> <laughs> Where the- oh, the other thing I wasn't sure of was with the townspeople. Like, I'm, okay, sure, they may have been mind-controlled, but all of them were going along with it. They're like, yeah, that's what we want. We have houses and buildings in a town here, but we want to take over the entire world. Yeah, sure. Um, they end up all working together. The Not the townspeople, their team Calabar. <laughs> which, I, if they weren't mind-controlled and after it got resolved and they didn't get the wig, wouldn't they be mad at Marnie and Grandma Aggie and everybody? Because they're like, no, we all literally want this. You're the only ones that don't, and you stopped it from happening. Yeah. <sighs> Either way, somehow, Marnie gets to the pumpkin and very dramatically throws the talisman in, which just happens to save everyone. Was there any any point in this movie that made it clear that that's what she was supposed to do? Or was she just like, this is a last-ditch effort, I'm going to go throw the talisman in the pumpkin? At the beginning, when they first get there, I can't remember if it's Marnie or Sophie, but one of them looks at the pumpkin and says it doesn't look as good as it did in the book, and that's... And by the end of it, it's smoking. Right oh, yeah, I she saw puts that. The thing in. But aside from that, it's just a Hail Mary, I guess. Yeah. Maybe intuitively they put it together. Uh, Mom and Grandma hold hands at one point and they start chanting. And that's yeah. almost a complete... I don't know if this or Charmed came first, but in Charmed, like, the thing was the three sisters were stronger together, so they'd all hold hands and start chanting, the power of three will set you free or something. And so this was almost like the exact same thing, which I thought was interesting. I don't know how much yeah, term you whole, guys watched. The whole family has to kind of work together to overthrow the mayor. I think that's nor- I think that's like pagan. I don't know mm. what would you call that. Maybe powerful. Yeah, just, it's it makes sense that like if one person thing. has power and another person has power, you put them together, they have two times the power. Yeah, it's. They have three power. <laughs> Yay. They have four power. Well, and, and little warlock boy, which they didn't come up with the fact that he might potentially be magical too, and that there was a male version of it until right when it happened, and he was insistent that it was just static electricity. Yeah, like, he doesn't want this at all. And um, they still have to take on Caliber, but they do that successfully and we still don't know why the mom was so against halloween town at any point and marnie looks at her and says there's more to halloween town than i realized even though you know 
three seconds ago. I didn't even know this existed. So, of course, there's more to Halloween Town than you noticed. And the more that you... And the bad thing was the mayor, one person who was trying to, like, overthrow everyone. And no one else was really on board. And the only person he could find to help him was Luke. Well, and he, he was tempted to power because Calabar made him handsome, is what he said. But there's four human-looking... Everybody else in this town is a literal monster. And so he's less good looking now because he's not a mon he doesn't belong there yeah. anymore. The his beauty standards are based on a society that he doesn't live in. Yeah. It makes no sense. That's Halloween town. <laughs> Yay. Um real quick though, the mom just suddenly decides that she's totally okay with magic in Halloween despite the fact that something we don't know what it is, but something happened at least 13 years ago to make her swear off the town altogether and it takes like one visit and one like hand holding to make her and change her mind her kids were like threatened yeah. and everything almost went really poorly for them i would yeah if i were the mom i'd be like this is exactly why i left <laughs> that's all she had to say all she would have had to say is that this place is dangerous and i don't want you growing up here but she never said that it was just something happened yeah yeah and I just, I, it, I can't grasp her sudden 180 on the whole thing, especially because we don't have any reason for why she left in the first place. It's just. But it doesn't matter because grandma can come with, live with them. Yeah. Who but knows it if that's like... what grandma wants? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that grandma was pretty attached to Halloween town. Like this is her town. She wanted to save it. She's probably going to be mayor now. And. I think at some point they said she's like 200 years old. They said she was... Is that a, because she's... There was one point she was talking about, like, making recipes with Alexander the Great. She's ancient. Okay, yeah. My theory is Halloween Town had something to do with that, since she lives there and their time is different. Okay. So, so maybe living in the world... Yeah, living in the mortal world, maybe she would, like, rapidly age and die. As a kid, though, I remembered feeling like there was some, like, bad, evil force out there, you know, from this movie. This movie was one that I was excited to rewatch, and as I was rewatching it, got progressively less excited about. Same. And it's not one that I saw as a kid, so it's not like I was destroying some illusion of greatness that I had from being 10 and seeing it. I watched this, like, right after I got into Harry Potter... So I was on that Harry Potter high where you're looking for any other media that has anything to do with magic. So back then, it really worked. And I was like, this is fun, yay. But yeah, watching it again, it wasn't as magical or... I don't even know. It wasn't even as big as I remember. It was kind of a small, short movie compared to what I thought. But maybe I'm thinking of the other sequels. Which we will get to someday. I've watched this movie several times, and I always seem to like it. I don't know why this time it just didn't... Maybe it's just coming off of Brink. Brink was just a real high point, and this one could definitely... really couldn't hold a candle to it. But I've always loved... Halloween is my favorite holiday, and pretty much every year I do like a cheesy TV movie Halloween marathon... 
and Halloween Town's always in it. So it's never been this disappointing to me. And the fact that I've watched it every year for almost as long as it's been out. And it, this time, maybe it's the time of year. The magic of Halloween isn't in the air. I don't know. Maybe it really is. Yeah. I don't know. I think I get what you were getting at, though, which is like Brink felt very well put together and edited and the music was on point, like, and the acting was on point. And then this one, it kind of like, it went back to being a kid's movie, like very specifically like cheesy sounding music and, you know, overacting a few things. Yeah. I think that's it. So I think when I'm, ex- it was just different. I think when I'm expecting the cheesy, it's a great movie, but, um, yeah, we had Brink, which really wasn't cheesy at all. And Brink is a lot of what I imagine decoms to be when I look back on them. And so Halloween Town was just, yeah, it was just too cheesy to really be all that enjoyable. So if you were going to rate this against other Disney Channel original movies, what number rating would you give? I'd give it about a six. This is one that I would have... If I would have had to rate it based on my memory of watching it last Halloween, I would have given it probably an eight. But I think I'd have to agree with the six after this most recent rewatch. Hmm. I'll give it a 6.5. I, there were still parts of it that I enjoyed. The beginning. The beginning was good. I feel like that's kind of a recurring thing where the beginning set up all this great stuff and then they just don't resolve enough to make it feel (laughs) whole. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of this movie that I enjoyed. I think it I think it's really fun and I do love Halloween and the story there's there's a lot of lore to it that's very intriguing. Uh it's just not really expanded on very well. When even the high points of the other movies we've watched so far, it seemed like a lot of the high points were based around really cool character developments. And really great moments with, like, heartfelt growth between two characters. And this one kind of lacked those things. That would have really put it over the edge. Yeah, the only message I could get from this was, like, you're stronger with your family or something. The way they came together at the end and held hands. I will say that as much crap as we gave the props and stuff, I kind of found it endearing how... It'd be fun to do a costume based on this with a neon Dollar Tree broom and, like, raid a preschool dress-up station to get the witch's costumes. And you'd just pretty much be a sad cosplay of Harry Potter. <laughs> but I like this movie. It was it was nostalgic and positive and fun. How would you rate this as a not-Disney Channel original movie? Just a movie? Ooh, honestly... You know, I think it'd still be maybe like a five. It was enjoyable, and I'll I'll give it a good rating for the the nostalgia, I guess. I'm gonna go with like a four, honestly. I was kind of can't really elaborate on it more. It's kind of going. I was kind of thinking a three, which feels really harsh, but it sucks because memory. I love this movie. I'll watch it again. But probably wait until Halloween time to watch it again. Well, Halloween Town might not have been all that we remembered it was. But thanks for listening to this episode of Potting This Together. Next week, we're going to be taking a look at Xenon, Girl of the 21st Century. 
If you have any questions, comments, or memories of your favorite Disney Channel original movies, you can get to us on social media or email us at potinthistogether@gmail.com. And if you like what you heard, please do not forget to subscribe or leave us a review. See you later.